Oh, did you read my shirt? What does your shirt say? Vegan hates the thought of killing animals, but also doesn't mind if you die of boredom while they tell you about it. Yeah, it sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We talk a lot about, you know, what kind of, you know, meat we have, how, how good our burgers are. I feel like that can get a little lackluster after a while. Yeah, but <laughs> after after the experience at Fogo de Chao, I don't know if I could, like, for a while I can't go out and order a steak. Like, yeah. There's no way. Having, having Wagyu beef kind of kind of spoils every every everything after that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's literally like I've never had a piece of meat literally melt in my mouth. I'm, okay, I shouldn't use the word literally, but it like it just dissolved, it, you know? Like, yeah, in this weird the, the, way. the first I, I felt like the first piece was way better than the second piece. The medium rare was better than the rare. Yeah, yeah, I think because it was because it was actually like cooked, it like it was oh my god. Yeah, just I, I still perfect. I still love the rare, but the medium rare was definitely a little better and yeah i agree like i feel like i tasted it a little more does that make sense mm -hmm. yeah but then everything no, there for was sure good, dude that was that was the most like like matt turned to me at one point and was just like this is overwhelming the amount of <laughs> getting like constantly i'm like just just you can, just fucking you eat, it, man <laughs> yeah and you could have kept ordering food yeah so what eric and i are talking about is fogo de chow and philadelphia i think there's more locations but yeah pretty much it's just like for like 60 dollars you can get endless meat chicken uh at different cuts of uh, steak mm -hmm. uh pork oh, there's so many different things and then those little grilled cheese things which is oh don't even don't even get me started on that i gotta find out the recipe <sighs> i said it to nina before i think I was, like, was it like honey or something i don't know i don't know it's greatness and, and like yeah little, it was pretty much like, just like cube. it's like this like piece of cheese i don't know what kind of cheese it was i'm sure we could look at the menu exactly what it is but uh, it was just cheese made with some honey on it. I don't know. It was just so delicious. And I just, I had, I probably had like eight pieces, I feel like. Oh, I definitely um, have more than I should have, even though I was like, yeah, like just massively full at some point. And then even those <laughs> little uh, bread uh, things that they had put out in the beginning, they were good. Oh, I know. I would have kept eating those, but I didn't want to spoil myself on those. But. So they're lightly coated cherry, uh, cherry. Lightly coated cheddar cheese with honey. Yeah, I knew it was honey. Okay. Amazing. Nice. Well, much as I would love to talk about food. Actually, you know, speaking of food, uh, so one of my favorite, over the past year, one of my favorite streaming networks uh, has become Discovery Plus. Mm -hmm. Do you have Discovery Plus? Uh, I think. Uh, I think my sister has it, and it's, like, surprisingly really cheap, she told me. It's, like, because... She's a student, so it's like three dollars a month. Oh, that's that's awesome. Yeah, I think like I think I pay eight dollars a month for it, but I I love it mostly because like it's the best streaming network if you just need to throw something on in the background. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you know, something that you don't really have to pay attention to, like you know, like for instance today, uh, I'm watching our 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 baby and I just need to put something on 
Uh, don't worry, she's not facing the TV when I had it on. But I put on Naked and Afraid just because I haven't watched that show. <laughs> she in can't so even long. see further than like three feet. Like no, dude, she no, she can. She can now. Yeah, okay. Yeah, dude, I don't want to get into it, but dude, she <laughs> can see me from like across the room. She like she she is yeah, her vision's crazy now. But and she loves staring at the TV. But we're not trying to make her look yeah, no, that no. much at it. But um. So I put on Naked and Afraid, and I was like, I forgot how good that show was. Is like, it really good? Like, I can't watch shows I, like that. No, I, I really enjoy it because it's funny. A lot of the times it's like – it's like because do you know the premise? You know the premise of it, right? Uh, I, I mean it's it, – is the premise essentially what it sounds like? They take people, they put them in the woods like naked, and they have to survive or something like that? Yeah, so it's, you, it's always a man and a woman. You know, they have some kind of survival background. And they put them in like a very remote, you know, island or some island right? area. So today they were in the pan, um, the Panamanian jungle, you know, and it was just these these two people, this like twenty four year old woman and this like fifty three year old guy. Why are they gonna um, do that to my man like that? Well, they were yeah, they were butting heads a little bit at first, but dude, he he tapped out like three days in, like. He got he got super exhausted and was like was was done, dude. This this girl lasted the entire time. How she long brought did her they own, have to survive? Twenty one days. Twenty one days. Shit. Yeah, dude. And they're like, yeah, dude. They go th- like through shit, you know. Like the the this person, I give her so much credit. She she killed so getting to the food part which i was going to relate it back to she killed a baby alligator like skinned it and like cooked the meat Bad and then she's like i don't i don't want this meat to spoil so i'm going to smoke it she yeah. made she freaking smoked Make it jerky. and stuff i'm like i'm like yo yeah that's exactly what she did yeah. i'm like dude this this chick knows what she's doing i watched my survivor shows man i knew what she was yeah. doing too bro and, <laughs> i would die then, but i know what to do <laughs> Bro, and then and then she took it. Yeah, and then she took it to the next level, where there there's these like these little flies. Like, oh, what was her description of it? Wait, hold on. Quick she question. was like, did she like make clothes for herself, or is she naked the whole show? No, she's just naked the whole time. Are they yeah. in warm climates? Like, do they ever stick these people in cold so, climates? No, well, so it's it's usually always in warm climates, but like in the jungle, it gets cold at night. So. She was the one that also made fire. She brought a um, a bow where bow she, drill. you know, a bow drill, bow drill. Yeah, thank you. And she, you know, the guy doubted her of, you know, making a fire. She ended up doing it. Um, and then what, uh, what was I getting at? Oh, the craziest thing she did to me. <laughs> so there are these little f- flies or whatever. I forget what they're called. And she described it as like, you know, getting scraped with plexiglass over and over. I don't know. That's how she described it. Okay. But she put like mud on herself, but then she also took her own urine and smeared it on her. Oh, yeah, because the smell, (laughs) the acidity of the smell detracts uh, bugs. All right. Just had some technical issues, but we are back. But um, yeah, that was kind of wrapping up the, uh, you know, story of Naked and Afraid. but, you know, just a, you know, good show overall just to have on in the background. And, you know, some of the other shows I love are Ghost Hunters and, like, oh, Hawaii Life. How dare yeah. you mention Ghost Hunters to me, sir? I was so <laughs> obsessed with that show, Taps. 
Oh Dude, my we used to. God. I remember we used to watch it uh, all the time, and I don't know why, but I remember us sitting down in your kitchen just watching Ghost Hunters. I That's love like it. a memory I have. I fucking love that show. I can't watch it anymore because I'm like, uh, I feel like they would have found something by now. Like this show's got to be a little bit of bullshit. Um, uh, yeah, I don't, no. Well, they find some good stuff, you know. I like to believe that they actually find, you know, some good paranormal stuff. Like, there's some really good episodes there out are. there. There are. Yeah. And I'm Honestly, totally, and I'm totally a believer in that shit. Like, I have mm-hmm. no shame in it, and in, in, in saying it, like, thousand percent. Like, whether oh yeah, I believe it. Find too. it, don't find it. Like, like whatever. Like, it's there. Like, there's something there. Like, yeah. Give me a break. Um, I know. What was I? What was I watching? Oh. Um, Speaking of like shows in the background kind of shit, we yeah I was gonna ask you I want to know like what were what are some of the your go to like background type shows? Uh, well, recently I would say background type shows is probably Friends, but we've kind of gotten away from that a bit. We've uh, we've been doing a lot of these like competition shows on either HBO Max or Netflix like Oh yeah, you're telling me about that flower one. Yeah. And we we actually put it on and we watched like the first like 15 minutes, but then I think something happened with the baby and then we we never put it on again. Yeah. Sorry. But um, con- continue, sorry. No, 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 you're fine. So Full Bloom was something that we kind of like I think I was looking on HBO one day and it's and like it's always so hard for me to find something for both of us to watch cuz like our tastes are like opposite ends of the spectrum like today and i'll talk about this a little later like i was bored so i put on hitman hitman's bodyguard's wife and Mm -hmm. it's like like there's no way that like nina would be like oh yeah i'll watch that like like no (laughs) shot you know like um but i came across full bloom and that was a really good show that turned into like not a background show but a like oh wow this is actually pretty cool Mm-hmm. And then last night, uh, we found. So that's uh, so. What's full bloom about? Make oh, sure I'm you... sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. So, <laughs> shit. Sitting here talking like like people know what I'm talking about. So full bloom is a florist competition show. So it brings all these like individual <laughs> up and coming or kind of well known florists in the industry, uh, puts them in like individual competitions and then team competitions, and they have to like create these like elegant masterpieces like episode like after episode and the they're, co- they're crazy good yeah they're and crazy. this is the cool thing about the show is like season one we watched that and then we found it when they started releasing season two so we went right from season one into season two and there was always like something weird about the structure of the show in season one mm-hmm. and they fixed it in season two Whereas oh, like they, interesting. Like, like they did like the opposite, right? Like they did this like uh, individual competition. This is for season one. They did the individual competition and then like ranked the people, like who got first, second, third, and blah, blah, blah. And whoever was first and second got to like pick who their teammates were. And I always felt like that was so like weird, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, And then in season two, they switched it to where the judges would put them together for teams and do the team competition. And then whatever team lost, those people would then have to do the individual uh, thing to gotcha. stay okay. on the show or get eliminated, right? So it, it was cool to see them, like, 
fixed the show and it honestly mm. made it better. Um, yeah, I like I like when shows evolve like that. That's yeah, funny. and it's like yeah. it's it's so funny because it's like it's like this show. It was it's like that Baketopia show on Netflix, which is like <laughs> I don't know or that or, or, uh, or HBO, and then there's the Nailed It show on Netflix, which is it's like like we've been going in on these competition shows for the last like four months. So anyway, there's so there's there's so many now. It's right. I'm waiting for a but like a balloon animal show. You a know? balloon animal where, show where they just like make the most wildest balloon animals. You know, imagine like an Iron Man or something. Well, no. So like this is I'm finally getting to my point. We I like, <laughs> we came across this show yesterday called Tattoo Redo, and it's Dude, on Netflix. I put, bro, I put that on and then. Uh, we decide to watch something else. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I won't like – I mean it's like one of those shows where it's like botched, right? But it's for like yeah. tattoos. <laughs> and uh, it's it's like really entertaining. Um, it's cool because what the first thing I noticed, even the first episode, is they put – and this isn't like ruining anything. They put like – It's a you know, it's a reality it's a show. Reality it's not show. like you're, it's a story. Right, <laughs> Just... right. Like, there's no spoilers here. But, like, yeah. the cool thing that I notice is, like, the people that they put with specific artists. So, like, obviously all tattoo artists have, like, their specific style and yeah. what they do and all that, etc. Mm-hmm. So, like, I noticed in the first show, and they did it throughout the season, which is only, like, six episodes or something, is they put, like, these people with these tattoo artists where it's almost, like, out of their comfort zone for the, the person and the artist themselves. So it's like there's this one guy who's really good at doing like Japanese style stuff and mm-hmm. every person that he was given was like, Oh, I don't like flowers or fish or any of this kind of bright yeah, shit. Like that, yeah. like they force him to do something out of his comfort zone and like, you know, for others as well. So it was really cool. I mean Well, I think you I think you're missing an important part of the premise, which is what I actually didn't like about it is that there the person who has, you know, this whatever awful tattoo that they want to get covered up they bring a friend with them as well yeah and the friend is the person who's actually choosing what the tattoo is gonna be i like that i i don't know i don't i would rather just i don't know i guess i would rather see maybe the person gives ideas of what it would be at least I don't know. I feel like I would never, ever want someone to choose a tattoo for me on my body. Well, usually everybody that's with these people knows them. and then... I know. They're like they're best friends, but yeah. still, it's just, I don't know. It's I agree with you. I, I, I got to listen. I've literally watched the first like 10 minutes of the episode. That's all I have on yeah, this. Yeah. But when I saw that, I'm like, eh, I don't know how I feel. And then we decide to watch something else. I do want to go back and check it out. I, I would go back. And watch it. I will say this. I think that aspect of the show is only for dramatic, like, show purpose. Like, I really do. Like, I mm-hmm. think like I think they're allowed to pick. Yeah, you need some, You need to hook someone in somehow. Yeah, like, like, I think they're allowed to, like, pick. But I think, like, the person getting the tattoo has to give, like, guidelines in terms of, like, in the area of what they want. And then the artist kind of leads the person in the direction of what the person actually wants like okay like i i feel like that is just for show purposes but you having tattoos and me not i totally get why you would feel that way yeah yeah i have i don't know if i want to say strong opinions there's been a lot of tattoo talk recently in this household and with family and stuff 
Um, mostly because I like I got excited because I finally found my next tattoo artist. It's been so hard to like find one in this area that I really particularly like. So now I'm like really amped up, but I have to wait till next year to do it because her books are closed for the year. But I'm gonna wait anyway because I'm not in a rush. Mm-hmm. But I'm in the mindset of just, you know, I feel like you can't judge someone else's tattoos because you know the person who picked that tattoo it's it's for them it's not for anyone else it's for them right so you know you might not like their tattoo but and i just feel like you shouldn't judge someone by the tattoo they get so that's why i was just like i don't know if i would ever want someone to pick a tattoo for me but anyways i do want to check out that show i feel like i gotta watch what was that um Dave Dave Navarro inked, ink Dave Navarro, inked. Ink there was Master. a tattoo show, Ink Master. Yeah, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, uh, I think Dave Navarro. He's like a, ta- I think he's a guitarist or whatever, isn't he? I don't know. I think he was like a musician who like hosted the show. But, dude, I don't know. My favorite competition show of all time was Face Off. Did you watch that one? What is Face Off? Dude, oh my gosh. All right, so Face Off, it's a competition show about special effects, like makeup artists for like, you know, people who want to do special effects for movies and TV shows and such. You've told me about this very long time ago. I mean, dude, it started in like the, you know, mid-2000s. I don't even know if it goes on anymore. I think it got canceled, and I think I think they brought it back, but... um. Uh, you know that show is is awesome, especially you know being a movie lover. Just seeing these people create these elaborate you know costumes and makeup it's 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 insane what these people go through. Oh, but absolutely. Like, I my biggest issue was is just like again all the drama that was kind of created behind it. It's just like you know like, give me like a you know a solid twenty two minute episode and I can just like move on. But wait, uh, why? They <laughs> added drama to the show for no reason? I the the thing the thing that I kinda got tired of it was was that it just it was just drawn out for like no reason. Like the walking like book. I feel like the show could have been a lot quicker. I don't know. They you know, they were they were <laughs> all of these people they stay in the same house and they would, you know, spend time sometimes with them talking in the house. It's just like, no, just show me the competition. That's all yeah. I want to see. But uh, still, still a great show. But um, I think uh, Kitchen Nightmares did that pretty well, where they didn't. Uh, not Kitchen Nightmares. Uh, Hell's Kitchen. Where mm-hmm. like they didn't like go too much in on the, the like, drama, personal crap of the people like in the house, like. They concentrated a lot on the competitions and the the cooking and crap and Gordon. Uh, I haven't a watched. Dick. I haven't watched that one. <laughs> uh, it was yeah. it was great. I went on a whole Gordon Ramsay like binge for three months last year. <laughs> yeah, cool, cool. Well, that was uh, that was a pretty long conversation. I could talk about background shows forever. There's uh, so many, but... which is almost sad. You know, like yeah. Oh, okay. Hold on. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta put in. I gotta put in one more. So Plug it. I know last last year when we were doing the show, I talked about the new unsolved mysteries. I'm pretty sure I talked about it. Yes. Because Netflix. Watched it. D- yeah. Don't bother. Um, <sighs> Thank God. Be, well, unsolved mysteries. You know, classic show it, that was you know originally hosted by Robert Stack. Yeah. And then uh, Dennis Farina afterwards. 
Um, you know, it, it was a great premise where, you know, it had like four, you know, mysteries and like each episode, you know, 15 minutes each or whatever like that. The, the new one on Netflix, I won't get into it, but the new one on Netflix, it, it's like a 40-minute episode of like one mystery. And it's just like, you know, it's not – they're not that compelling because you know at the end the mystery isn't solved. So right. So what the fuck am I wasting my 40 minutes? Yeah, they're putting so much time and effort into like this mystery that's just not solved. So like, you know, the old episodes are great because they just kind of tell you like, yeah, here's like here's what happens. Anyway, so what I'm trying to get at is, um, you I know you have Roku at home, right? Yeah. Okay, so I never they have the Roku channel, which I've never like, I never really go on, but then I, I just started like browsing through it one day. They just have um, a channel of just un- for unsolved mysteries. Yeah, yeah, they have so, a Gordon Ramsay channel for kitchen do they? nightmares. Oh, damn, yeah, I, dude. Do, oh, really? I didn't know that. Damn, <laughs> I was I, so yeah, I gotta mad. Browse this more. I was so mad because I would watch it on YouTube. <laughs> and then I realized, like, Roku has its own shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that's uh, – I got to check that out. Yeah, because so I think I was I, think I was talking about it one time how, you know, I love – you know, because on Discovery Plus, they have um, Fixer Upper just mm-hmm. running all the time as Dude, well. so good. So – and I, I kind of like how streaming networks, like, do that where – you know, you could just hop in at any point, watch any episode or whatever, like, you know, kind of because I feel like if I, you know, I start an episode of Fixer Upper, I have to commit to that entire episode. But at mm-hmm. least like, you know, maybe I'll see the the build. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Unsolved Mysteries. On the road. But um, yeah. But um, yeah. So I feel like like with this, I don't feel like I'm committed to like an entire episode, you know. Um, but yeah, I was like really pumped uh, about that. What was it? Uh, last week or the week before we talked about the channels, remember TNT, TBS, USA. Yeah. Yeah. Last week. And it was like, you had to like tune in to watch shit and stuff like that. And now (laughs) now there's this stuff that you don't even have to wait for to watch, you know, like it's so different today with streaming. It's like, yeah. And for a show like unsolved mysteries to just have this designated channel on a streaming service it's like yeah it's crazy man well and what's cool about it is is like the i feel like the um each segment for whatever mystery it is i feel like it's kind of timeless Mm -hmm. like like the show to me doesn't feel that it's dated um like the way they did their their reenactments the way they did their um interviews i don't feel like i'm watching a show from like you know Eight, the late 80s early 90s whenever these things air like i just i feel like you know it still keeps up with today there's like a so. weird grit to it almost you know yeah like, it was filmed like raw you know because it just got to the point almost and, yeah and then it just like moved on like it didn't fluffy up like it does today where they try to like build up to this big fucking thing and then it's like mm-hmm. here it is and thank you yeah Exactly. Um, so, so I had I had to mention that. No, no, no. <laughs> so speaking of like unsolved mysteries, you like that, and you watch um, uh, Ghost Hunters. Have you ever watched Haunted on Netflix? I always wanted to. I just I haven't. No. No pun intended. That show is haunting. 
it is yeah like i hear it's creepy like creepiest show dude like yeah because the, so they're real stories correct? yeah and they bring the people yeah. in that like went through the shit and they like recount it and they have the reenactments and crap and like <sighs> yeah. you can just tell by looking at these people like they don't sleep through the night all the time like, like <laughs> they're legit like they're <laughs> fucked up from this experience like they all got this wide-eyed glazed over look at some point there's always a moment where they break down crying or some shit like mm. it's it's fucked up but it is if you're into those two things like you got to give that that like no i no i've i've yeah, I've always wanted to watch it, and um, I just, you know, I just never did. Because I used to watch a show, I think there was one uh, similar called Paranormal Witness. Yes. I think, was that the name of the show? Yeah, yeah I watched Pretty that sure one too. Was the, okay, yeah, I remember definitely, I watched that one back in the day, and I loved it. And that would, you know, that would creep me out too. Um, so I'm kind of curious, you know, the budget with, with netflix it's what the what it's like so for haunted i mean yeah it looks good yeah yeah Yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna have to check that out especially with like you know the fall coming out i start halloween september 1st so uh Uh, uh, that's when my decorations go up dude we'll have to stay on the same page then so that during the month of september and october we can do like halloween specific yeah. episodes i'm down yeah dude pure like october all i watch like the only movies i watch are, are horror movies or a halloween a halloween yeah, i know movies, I, I was talking so. to doug i was like are we doing our friday the 13th marathon this year <laughs> <laughs> yeah august yeah august has friday the 13th coming up does it yeah august th- 13th is a friday so we got we got a friday the 13th in a couple weeks Ugh. <laughs> stay indoors yeah. Well, I mean, I think this was a, you know, a good conversation about, you know, background type shows. Um, there's so many out there. It's insane. But, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm definitely now on like a naked and afraid kick. I just want to watch more of that. So it'll, it'll probably be one of the shows I have when I like go to bed. I'll just throw that on. <laughs> hey, man, do it. I finished uh, Tattoo Redo in a, in a day. Because they're like Did you? 28 minute episodes and there's only oh, six. Oh, nice. Okay. And then I moved on to this show called Big Timber. <laughs> Big Timber? <laughs> what the heck is that? It's about this like uh, uh, family ran business in Canada that like, you know, uh, processes trees and, you know, oh, all that kind of crap. Yeah. Like, um, and it's a really interesting show. I'm honestly going to keep watching it. Um, but, and, and like I, I kind of like these people because it's like a family-run business and all this kind of crap. But then I'm also like, you're cutting fucking trees down. But then <laughs> it's like we use wood for everything. So who am I to judge? So yeah, everyone's yeah. got to make a living. At least he's not some conglomerate that's like just murdering the Amazon. You know? Yeah. There you go. All right. All right. Well. Um, so yeah, we can probably get to. Fast and Furious Nine or F Nine, but uh, before that, uh, this this past week, I'm not going to talk about it. But this past week, I watched Jungle Cruise, which I will have to talk about at some point. I can watch it, uh, and we can talk about it for next week if you like. Yeah, yeah, I'm de- yeah, I definitely want to check that out. Um, so I was so Tuesday, I was actually going to go see uh, Old, the new M Night Shyamalan movie. Yep. Um, and I had booked. 
a ticket. Um, I was like sitting in a far corner, but dude, but I went to go check the the theater. It was like fully packed except for like three seats. Um, and I'm like, I'm not ready to go to a crowded theater <laughs> right now. So you just um, no, I didn't know. I checked the the Cinemark app before I left just to see what the what it was like. Because Tuesday night at Cinemark, it's like six dollar tickets, so it's always a super uh. cheap night. Um, but I just I couldn't believe just how it filled up so quickly. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not going. So instead of going, my um, my wife and I watched. A Quiet Place, the first one, because she hasn't she hasn't seen it, and I want to watch the second one. So I convinced her to watch the first one, which she she liked. And now at some point we're gonna watch A Quiet Place two, which you should watch as well. We I've already to, watched we, it. Oh, you already watched Quiet Place two? Yeah. Oh, dude. you didn't you didn't tell me that. Well, I you know uh, I forgot. All right. Well, I'm gonna try <laughs> to make sure I'm gonna I'm gonna try to watch it before next week. So maybe next week we can talk about Quiet Place two and. Um, yeah. Jungle Cruise. So. Yeah, you know what? I'll I'll even rewatch it. Oh wait, fuck! Suicide Suicide Squad comes oh, out this week. Oh yeah, that's happening. Sorry. All right. Well, then I'll. That's definitely going to be the main topic. So gotta be because yeah, you know I'm watching yeah. that shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't need. Yeah, I don't need a full conversation for for Jungle Cruise. So. Um, you right, can well, talk. You can talk about it in the beginning next week and. Uh, yeah. Give your opinions. I know you weren't too pleased with it um it's funny because so so i have like my rating systems Mm -hmm. uh and i because i rate every movie i watch on on letterboxd and anytime i rate a movie a three like people always give me shit oh so you didn't like the movie like who no 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 when i'm not gonna call out people but like um (laughs) there are times where I give a movie a three, and they're like, "Oh, that bad, huh? Or not good, huh?" I'm like, "I don't know. A three is a three stars is still pr- it's still pretty good for a movie. It's like, like a seven, you know? Yeah, like a six, eight, seven. So like, like I I still really you know I I enjoy the movie. There are parts about it I like, but then there were just some parts I didn't care about the movie. I, I have to find a document, but. I actually sat down one day and actually like wrote out because I do it was it goes from half star through five, so I wrote out which each one of those like mean for like my rating system on. I'd love I'd love to see that. I would really. I love sent to it see. to you guys a long time ago, or probably I, last year. I, I lost. I lost, dude. So I've been. Ha- I've had our group chat going for the last like three and a half years, and when I switched phones. Mm-hmm. And because I switched to an iPhone, it like restarted the chat. So like, oh really? I, I like it's not that I lost it, but like we're now in this like different window. So I have like the chat archived, but mm. I'm not in the original chat anymore. So, but anyway. Okay, so I found the rating system, and I I did it. Um, uh, the last time I did it was December. December 11th, I, I did it. Of 19? So, uh, no, 2020. Okay. Uh, I wrote this. So, three stars, uh, my, what I call, like, my, I don't know, just like the description of three stars, I said, movies that are good and pretty run-of-the-mill. You know, So, cardboard so, cutout movies, we've talked about that. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So, that's exactly what I thought of, uh, of Jungle Cruise. So. It's a Disney movie. And, 
Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I gave Fast and Furious the same rating. As well. <gasps> How yeah. dare you? I know. So why don't yeah? Why don't we get into to Fast and Furious? So why don't why don't you kind of kick us off, Eric, with uh, your thoughts on that? Oh man! All right. So I will say this right off the bat. Uh, I love the whole Fast and the Furious universe. I would say you can't even call it a saga or a saga anymore. I think that's what they call it. Like it's a universe, right? Well, no, they. I think they call it the Fast Saga. The fast sa- Saga. Saga. The saga. saga. <laughs> <laughs> the saga. Um, all right, so fine. So the Fast Saga. Um, I love it. I mean. Watching the first movie, I saw it, I think, in the year 2001, which was, like, two years after it came out, and it is what got me into wanting to always have a nice, like, fast No, it, ca- it came out car. 2001. It did? So yeah. I saw that shit when it came out, and I was 11, and it literally made me want to always have, like, a fast car. Like, my first, like, three cars were, were manual, and it's all built upon the first Fast and the Furious movie. I literally you loved your you loved your GTI no not G, GTI R yeah. thirty two no no GTI it? but then I also GTI, had yeah. I also had in college, um, like a custom built Honda Civic Si with like a different motor and all this whole crazy setup and <laughs> shit which is like the exact car that uh they had in the first Fast and the Furious but anyway oh shit really yeah um, yeah yeah because like I'm crazy dude like I love it yeah. like so anyway we didn't we didn't talk too much when you're in college so I don't know a lot about yeah I was happened. doing a a lot of different bad shit so anyway so <laughs> I digress um uh <laughs> the car got stolen so very short story there <laughs> anyway um so this movie the first thing I have to say is that I've watched this movie three times now in the last oh, my three goodness. days. Um, and it's just, I feel like every movie now when I watch them, I'm like, God, you know, they were stealing DVD players and exhaust pipes and intake. I'm pretty sure they were combo DVD VHS players, if I remember correctly. Right. So like they went from that to being, oh yeah. Well, real quick. I think we're, we're, we're going to do spoilers for, for F. For Fast Later. and Furious Nine. Oh yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Spoilers. Now Spoilers. we're you know it's just kind of you know we're gonna get in the conversation with you know if you want to spoil something go for it so just be wary we're gonna spoil Fast and Furious Nine. Okay, all right, thank you. Sorry, uh, go I ahead, Eric. I would have felt bad. So <laughs> I feel like every movie now we always watch these and we're like God like these movies have evolved so much. Um, I feel like every movie now tries to one up the other one and I and I also feel like everybody's collective opinion is that ever since Fast Five, they've gotten more ridiculous, but everybody loves Fast Five the most. Mm -hmm. Like, and everybody, and and not everybody had the same opinion of Furious 8, right? Like, you, like, Furious 8, it then, like, went this next level with, like, bringing in, um, uh, Charlize Theron and like her character and Mr. Nobody like in this movie F9 Mr. Nobody you realize like the uh, convenience of him like Han comes back how does Han come back well Han was working for Mr. Nobody and he faked his fucking death <laughs> yeah. oh and Giselle she was an agent for Mr. Nobody and, and that's how it was uh, yeah yeah John Cena in this movie 
is the uh, guy is who he worked for Mr. Nobody. And then you find out like Dom has a brother in this movie in the opening scene, which is a flashback and a fucking awesome flashback and a callback to the first movie. Yeah. Yeah. But that was like the first time we got a like true type of flashback, like actual sequences, you know, lots of dialogue like that. We haven't gotten that before. And I think they used it pretty well in this movie. Like, there is so much ridiculous <laughs> shit that happens in this movie. Oh in, my god, yeah. In the first 20 minutes of this the movie... The movie's become self-aware. Yeah. In the first 20 minutes of this movie, the first time I watched it, it was like me, Doug, my brother, and like Ryan and, and Jeff. And I think I looked... I just gave Doug this look like, what the fuck is going on? Like four times in the first 20 minutes. Like, because of this. Actually, I can't even remember. What happened in the first 20 minutes? I don't even remember. Uh, Roman doesn't get killed by 15 people shooting machine Oh, that's right. This was, the, this was the whole jungle. Uh, the jungle the thing. jungle sequence. And then yeah. John Cena driving his car off of a fucking cliff and getting caught by a B-2 bomber with a highly <laughs> powerful electromagnet. And then... Yeah. Vin Diesel driving off the same cliff into the rope that held the now collapsed bridge. He locks it in his wheel well and uses it to swing himself and Letty out of the territory to where they're being shot at with missiles by helicopters of the local government. And they survive. I mean... Uh... Okay. Alright, well, people are getting... What a way to start. People are getting caught by cars left and right in this fucking movie. Oh, my God. The uh, the amount of times that (laughs) someone lands on a car to break their fall or, you know, jumping, getting in and out of a car. Like, I probably could barely do that with it just staying still. Right. Like, you know. And what was it? Uh, Furious, uh, the Fast Furious 6 is when he did that like once. When he like yeah. caught Letty and like caught Letty on the in car. the air, yeah. and we're all like ah what? And they did it like eight times in this movie unapologetically. And I'm like, you know, yeah. well, fuck it, go ahead. It, keep but doing it loses it. to me. It just loses its magic when it does that. It's, it's exactly, like, yeah. and that's the point. It's not supposed to be magical. It's supposed to be like a normal thing in this movie, dude. Like Ro- Roman doesn't die in a minefield. When, a, when he gets, like, blown into, like, being right above a mine. And then he falls out of the truck. And then the truck blows up and it, and it fucking lands on him, man. Like, there's no way it doesn't land on him. And then he just walks off and is like, I'm okay. Like. <laughs> yeah. There's so much shit that happens in this movie. But, yeah, I think that's this is kind of what I was talking about last week. Where, you know. I, I it's it's not as entertaining to me as it is to you guys. It's a spectacle. Um, it's a total spectacle. <clears throat> yeah, I think because I'm so in love, like I'm comparing it too much to the Mission Impossible movies, where, you know, I, again, I think I'm probably repeating myself last week. Is you know the those movies are getting more and more ridiculous, but better. But the but better every time, and the stories are getting better mm-hmm. and better. Um, like, I don't know. Do you know how they write those movies? 
No, but I feel like they all use the same writer because I feel it like... It is. It's Christopher McQuarrie has pretty much taken over the franchise as writer and now director. Mm-hmm. Um, but pretty much what they do is him and Tom Cruise, they talk about, okay, what ridiculous stunts do we want to do? What can we do? And where can we do it? And Christopher McQuarrie writes a script around that. He's talked about this several times where it's like, oh, okay, Tom Cruise wants to fly a helicopter. Um, okay, what, why do we need him to fly a helicopter? Oh, okay, he wants to hang outside of a plane. Okay, how do we get him to hang outside? You know, so, but they do such a good job with that. Now, with these movies, you know, since Fast Five, to me, they've progressively have, you know, story-wise just gotten downhill and they've gotten more and more ridiculous and to me i'm just not as entertained by it anymore like i think like you know there's some cool stuff and i think it's fun a lot of what they're doing but um it's just you know it's not impressing me as much as like since fast five like fast five i think i've told you is like a masterpiece i think it's so good Mm -hmm. and it's just this one i was just like yeah i'm it's it's losing its its kind of magic. I agree. Me. It definitely is. And you know what else is, is kind of wrong with the franchise and has been wrong with it for a couple movies? And, you know, it's nobody's fault, right? But it's like Paul Walker is not in yeah. the movies anymore. And they literally, like, bend over fucking backwards to, like, keep him in this movie without keeping it without putting him in the movie they like mm-hmm. mention him when um mia comes and she's like well the kids are with the most you know w- w- with someone who we know will protect them they're safe they're with brian oh, okay so brian doesn't have to be on camera and then literally the last six seconds of the movie is you know it's always how they all end right it's like them all at the table in the backyard (laughs) overcooked food and drinking corona so so original right and and then it's brian you know a nissan skyline pulling up into the driveway and it cuts the black it's like okay like i'm very happy that you're keeping him alive in a way to pay tribute and all of that kind of shit but it's like you gotta you gotta know when to stop and no, they got to bring him back. They got to deep fake him. They should deep fake him. You know, I mean, and if people are upset about that, fine. You know, if you deep fake him, his essence gets paid to his family and it helps them survive. I feel like, so. I mean, I feel like that's where, you know, I feel like that's where this industry is going to go at some point. You know, there was that, there was that big news article that happened last week where ILM, Industrial Light and Magic, you know, probably the biggest special the effects. Name yeah the special effects studio in the world they hired uh i forget the youtuber's name i think it's like shamuk or something like that Mm -hmm. he's a deep fake youtuber they hired him because they want to know how how to get how he does it and pretty much to learn more about machine learning and ai and Mm -hmm. and such and you know because you know spoilers for the mandalorian season two uh, Luke Skywalker appeared at the end of it in, you know, for, like right after Return of the Jedi. Yep. And he did, he, you know, as awesome as that was, like that was actually really dope. Mm-hmm. You know, they used CGI for the face, but not like that good. This guy, he oh, used a so deep good. fake 
and it looked even better, the deep fake on top of that. So that's kind of where he's getting – he started getting noticed. He also did General um, – or Grand Moff Tarkin. He did Princess mm-hmm. Leia. He's done, he's done so many. But anyways, like I feel like we're going to see more of that in the industry. And honestly, like, you know, there's definitely going to be issues of, you know, bringing Paul Walker back, you know. Like most of Furious 7 was – his brother in the movie and they put C- his they made his face CGI with Paul Walker, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I'd be okay with seeing that. Cause honestly, I like, I think I said this again last week, he was the glue to mm-hmm. like the family, you yeah. know? No, no. He, the so, family. Like um, he kind of held everyone together. Vin Diesel cannot hold this movie or these no. movies on his own. Well, I just, no, I just like, don't think he can do it. No, because he doesn't even have enough of, like, I, oh God, I hate to say this, but it's like, he doesn't have the acting chops for it. Like, mm-hmm. and even Dom, the character himself, like, you know what I noticed in this movie? There's so many moments where it's just, like, a cut to Dom's face, like, reacting to a shitty situation. <laughs> and, and he never says anything. He kind of just, like grits his teeth like clint eastwood almost like, <laughs> and he's just like Aah! and then like he like yells the name like Aah! and like that's all he does and it's like yeah yeah and it's like all these like little quips of things of like meaning like well i'm always in your heart and, and it's like i get what you're trying <laughs> to you know <laughs> it's, it's like, like i get oh, what man. you're trying that's to funny. do but it's like uh it's it's well, like you need I think, acting. <laughs> like that's where all well, these other I, people come in. Yeah, and I think what I really noticed is that um, so- Dom just doesn't interact with a lot of the supporting characters besides like Letty. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't a real conversation between like him and Tej and Roman, uh, and I'm forgetting Natalie Emmanuel's character. The the uh, uh, cipher? Uh, no, the uh, you know the hacker chick. Why am yeah. I forgetting her name? Ramsey. Ramsey, yeah, yeah. Ramsey. So like he doesn't like you know have conversations with them. There's no like banter like between Dom and them. Like Paul was the the glue to yeah. that. But you would think you would think there'd be some kind of. Uh, like trying you know, to do it emotional connection more between you know dom and the boys you know mm-hmm. like you know connect those guys a bit more i would like to see those re- relationships build a bit more you know so instead of making f- fucking um dude no romans they, bla- they blatantly showed this in the movie in the whole scene where ramsey has to drive the fucking truck and chase down the the new bad guy and the in the Maserati or whatever he was driving. And he's like, oh, go get him. And she's like, well, here's the thing. Like, I don't drive. Like, all right, it's funny. Like, you don't drive. But you're part of Dom's crew and quote-unquote family. And Dom doesn't know that you you can't Oh, drive. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. what? And then yeah. when he, like, gets dumped in the truck at the end of that whole sequence. And he kind of just, like, looks at all of them and they're all in there. It felt so awkward, like almost like he shouldn't have been there, and it's like, like I'm, I'm like agreeing with you, like he doesn't feel like in place 
with no. them. He has more conversations with Kurt Russell's character, Mister Nobody, than he's had with Roman Tej and yeah. Yeah. Ramsey. Like, like I was like I was gonna say like I, they should have just you know instead of having the Roman become self aware. Like having that plot, you know, build these connections a bit more. You know, people want more character development. I mean, did any of these characters really change at all throughout this entire movie? None. Like, I forgot that that Roman was a soldier until Nina mentioned it. She's like, well, he's like ex military, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's why he can, like, was he? Yeah. And and Too Fast, Too Furious. Like, yeah, because that's how him and Brian knew each other. They were both like in the service together or some shit. Oh, I don't remember. Um, it's been a long time since I've right. seen Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> but like, but the, but that's the point. Like, they could have done something with that and said they make him this jokester, and then they make Tej this like jujitsu guy that just throws elbows and shit and takes people out. And it's like, wait, dude, yeah, aren't you? Like, they're you know, I I know people are people are gonna give you know maybe more me shit about come on it's just like you know silly action movie but it's just like but the story and the characters are what is literally what makes these movies people care about these movies in the first place you know they cared about the characters Mm -hmm. and who they were but you know now we just you know we don't we just don't have that anymore so that's kind of why it's just like losing its it's magic for me. I just, I, I just want better for these characters, and I think they, yeah. they deserve it. So. And it's, and it's like they're all. This whole movie was character development for Dom, and it's like, dude, it's the fucking ninth movie, like, yeah, what? Like, I, I, I almost, it, it's, it almost just feels so weird. It's, it's so convenient. Who the fuck did I say this to? I was like, it, it, it's uh. just, it's just so convenient that it's like, oh. We now find out that he has a brother, and now this is the new bad guy that his. Oh, I know. It's like, it almost feels like he's like a Skywalker in the Star Wars like universe. It's like only Skywalkers can be special, and only they can have the weight of the universe on their back to do shit. It's like, and then they made a fucking Star Wars joke in this movie. It's like, ugh. It's like, uh, did they? I don't remember. Yeah, him and uh, the the new bad guy in Charlie's Theron. They had like a a Star Wars quip back and forth, and oh like, yeah, remember yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. I'm Luke Skywalker, and then she's like, No, you're not. You're more of a Han Solo, and she's like, yeah. No, you're not. You're Yoda. You have someone's. You're a puppet. Someone's hand is up your ass. Like, yeah, Charlie's Theron was wasted in this movie too. Uh, she's so. just she's being used as like the bring back for the next movie right like she's a big named actress she kills this role i mean she could she's in a fucking clear box the whole movie she talks <laughs> and it's like she a, probably a, got a she probably got a big paycheck for being in a box the whole time good and for then her. a simulator at the end <laughs> yeah good for her you know like she deserves it because she's a great actress like she's totally believable in this movie she plays the perfect like cliche like badass smart villain i mean uh another another thing to mention is like helen mirren is in this movie having a dope driving scene with dom dude there was a lot of sexual tension between right her and dom like all right right, all right what's that get it dom get it get it yeah yeah that that was like yeah that was pretty that was pretty funny yeah but i I will Um, say this i will say this I think, like, 
this is the thing about these movies that um, I was kind of getting at before, where they're like, they're conveniently filling in plot holes in the universe because they now have this character like Mr. Nobody who fixed the Han story and and mm-hmm. kind of added to it. And they, it's easy for them to have these like expositional moments and they and it's it's just like oh cool now this is all perfectly placed together i the most interesting thing that came across in this movie and it was only because i saw it two or three times and then um <laughs> you know like back to back to back and then nina mentioned this one line that like charlie Theron said that john cena was about his uh eastern european chin or something like that and she made a reference about the bloodline of the Toretto's and then mm-hmm. it like made me look at what Dom's dad looked like and then like what Dom and what John Cena looked like and at the later like uh, uh, flashback I guess you would say Dom does not look like his dad like John Cena looks like Dom's dad and that, but Dom is the older brother like that is all engrossed in in like racing and shit he's he's the dad's golden boy john cena is talked about as the useless one like like he's the second child he's a shit he's in john he's in dom's shadow that's the whole premise of the movie right like Mm -hmm. big brother little brother feud and over a secret that little brother didn't tell big brother like blah 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 because big brother had this perfect heroic image of his dad in his mind and it's been chipped away at and then this brings me into letty is essentially put in this position to be the mother of this child that is not hers Mm -hmm. so is dom the (laughs) is dom not the child of his dad who he idolizes because of his mom right and like somehow this is gonna get brought in into the next two movies. So you're just wildly speculating right oh, now. Oh, so massively. I'm, oh my I'm, god. I'm, I'm grabbing at, at Saturn right now. Like, it's so dude, crazy. I they could they could do anything. They can. I I literally it. never thought that you know Dom ever had a brother. Like there have been eight movies, and. It was never mentioned once, and now they decide, oh, let's give Dom a brother. Why not? Like, Dom dis- and also, decided. John Cena was so miscast in this movie. Oh, yeah. He, I think he's a great actor. I think he's very funny in a, in a lot of movies, and I think he's he's good in places. But he's just not menacing or threatening, like, at all. No, like, but he, I, I, he, I know he's a big guy, but he's not threatening. He's not threatening, but and and this is the thing. He's not supposed to be threatening in this movie. This character, this character is almost supposed to be. Uh, like, I don't know. He's, he's supposed to look like he's pretty mean. Well, know. well, mean, but there's a difference between like looking mean and then also like the view of overcompensating for like self-esteem issues, right? Like, I feel like John Cena was is too big of a name he's too big of a guy he's like like let's call a spade a spade like he's a hyper masculine dude and to mm-hmm. him be this like vulnerable like oh i'm just mad at my big brother because he was so much better than me like <laughs> it's not his role like you know who i would put in this fucking role the guy uh from game of thrones who got his 
fucking dick chopped off. What's his name? Uh, uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Greyjoy? Is that not Greyjoy? Uh, Theon Greyjoy, yeah. Theon Greyjoy. That guy. Because he played a little bitch, like, son in John Wick. And if you were just like, look, man, lift some fucking weights. Like, get a little bulkier for this role because you're a little skinny. Like, I would pick that guy because he's already played this, like, vulnerable, broken down, but psychotic character. So, like, I could see someone like that playing this role. Yeah. But not John Cena. <laughs> And, and and let's also say John Cena is only in this movie because The Rock refuses to do Fast and the Furious movies with Vin Diesel anymore. So I think it's like the the opposite. I think Vin got mad at The Rock for no, doing Hobbs or Shaw. No, it's the opposite. It, it, is it? it? Yeah, it's because I think when they were doing the first movie where The Rock was in it, Vin Diesel gave zero fucks about like coming to set on time and showing up on time and getting things done. And The Rock was like, "Look, I'm here filming my scenes for like X number of days, and I gotta go because I'm doing other shit." Like, you're not respecting. No, I didn't. I didn't hear any of this. Yeah, so this is why I don't look into movie news anymore because they're like, (laughs) but it's like that's what happened. And then like the studio got, uh, you know, the studio was like, "Oh, The Rock is an up and coming actor," and people like him and Jason Statham so they agreed to do Hobbs and Shaw without the Fast and the Furious guys and that was like I guess like the really big fuck you to Vin Diesel because it was kind of like I brought you into this whole thing and you're gonna make a movie without us Um, and he was like yeah I'm gonna because you're an asshole and I'm gonna do this and yeah now like I don't even think they're making another Hobbs and Shaw uh yeah i don't know about that i have no idea i mean they put jason statham in the after credit scene of this movie because this oh, universe yeah. needs after credit scenes oh yeah that's right you got you got han showing up to that was actually pretty funny the after credit scene where it was just you know someone's hitting a a, a bag like you know kicking and punching it and it's revealed that it's shaw Jason Statham, and then there's a guy in it. I thought that was actually really funny. That <laughs> he's just beating the, he's just beating the shit out of this guy in a bag. That was really funny. And then yeah, Han shows up. So, but uh, all right. Well, um, anything else you want to say about Fast Nine before we get out of here? No, I mean, and, and you gave this what a three star. I would give it like a, I would give it like a three and a half. Because it is stupid fun. It's totally absurd and ridiculous. I mean, we didn't even talk about the fact that they, like, went into space on a Pontiac Ferraro (laughs) with, like, a rocket engine on the back. Like, they brought back the guys from Tokyo Drift. Like, this movie just did... This movie did so much in two hours and 20 minutes. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, if you're looking for a really fun, like action set piece after action set piece film uh go ahead and watch this movie yeah it's uh yeah it's streaming now so if you want you know i i saw it in theaters but um you could find it i don't know around so you could you could rent it or buy it so but um all right well that's it for for this week eric always a pleasure always a pleasure man i'll talk to you next week